0: Outport Church wants to thank you for subscribing and listening to our podcast. We pray that these teachings bless your life and are helping you become who God has called you to be. Enjoy this podcast and God bless. Is everybody excited? This is an awesome series. And um, I really, this is one of the most important teachings, I believe. I really believe that this is one of the most important teachings we can teach. Because offense is always knocking on our door. I mean, there's not going to be a moment. I don't care what a seasoned Christian you are, that there's not going to be a moment, that there's going to be moments that y- you are bait. The bait of Satan is offense, and you are right there, that target to get offended. I mean, sometimes it's a daily thing. Sometimes it's a weekly thing. We, can, we could be sitting next to people right now in church that we're offended with. I mean, it's something that, that, that it breeds inside of us and it constantly it it clogs us from our purpose it clogs us from our destiny and it stops the move of God in our life so we have to be aware of it and that's why it's so important for us to teach on this constantly to learn it to study the bible what does the bible say what are the tools that we can use to overcome offense and we got to be we got to be quick cuz satan is quick he's out to get us he's out to to attack us he's out to destroy our destiny he comes to steal kill and destroy but you know what god comes to give abundant life and love and life that keeps on giving (laughs) so that's where we got to stay clean from offense no matter what it takes father we thank you for your word today and father we we pray that if if there is anything in us this evening show us what it is because many times god we're offended and we say we're not (laughs) But Lord, I pray that you expose anything that is in our hearts that is causing us to not move forward, hurts, pains, unforgiveness, anything that has caused us to be trapped and to not be free. I pray that today there's freedom in this house. There's freedom for the listeners. And in the name of Jesus, that we will be set free today as we hear your word, because your word brings freedom in the name of Jesus. In Matthew 24, we're going to start right there. Jesus talks about the signs of the times of the end of the age. And here Jesus, he's talking, he's on the Mount of Olives, and he's talking to his disciples. And he's saying about the things that are going to happen, the signs that we'll know we're at these end times. And there's there's so many that he talks about the wars and the rumors of wars. But I'm going to go down to Matthew 24, 10. And I love what he says here because this goes, This is so important for us to understand. It says, and then many will be offended. They will betray one another and will hate one another. And I want you to know that the word many here, it means my, majority. That's what that word means. It means the majority will be offended, okay? But he goes on right after, so if you read it like that, the majority will be offended, and then, because once you're offended, it allows room for betrayal. And then if the betrayal is not dealt with correctly, quickly, then it becomes hatred. So it starts with the offense. It's, it's, it's the, the biggest, biggest trap of Satan. Okay, what is offense? In the Greek, it's called scandolin, The name of the part of the trap on which the bait hung that lured the animals into the trap. So we have to understand that it is, that offense is literally a trap. Why is it that then we're all offended all the time? Because the Bible says in the end times we will be offended. And then it keeps going and it talks about then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Why do false prophets rise up? Because they're offended. We see that already. People get offended with the church and they create their own doctrine. People get offended here and they'll go somewhere else and, and create a whole other thing. And they continue to be deceitful because the offense was never dealt with. I've had people come here and tell me that they're gonna come here because of what happened in their church. And I always say deal with that first because if not, you will be offended here too. Because everywhere you go, if you have, if you've been offended and you haven't dealt with it, you're already entrapped. And there's people here too. And there's people here that are gonna hurt you. There's people here who are gonna say something they should have been said. There's people everywhere. So we have to be mindful that offense is a trap. And it's not if it's going to happen, it's when it happens, because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So John Bevere says offense is the breeding ground of deception. We're deceived when we're offended it's a scary thing and like I just told you what the meaning of offense is it's a trap so Satan uses offenses to lure us into a lifetime of bitterness and some of us don't even realize we're bitter we have resentment and then we build up walls so that no one could offend us again the Bible says in Proverbs 18 19 it says a brother offended is harder to win than a city. I'll read you exactly what it says. It says, a brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. And contentions are like the bars of a castle. That's how hard it is for, to, to get someone that's offended to let it go. This is what the Bible is saying. So we have to be quick. We have to be quick. The minute we, we even, the spirit of the Lord shows us, the minute you have that, that moment, because remember, it starts in your mind, and then you process it, you allow it to keep on before you know it. You're thinking about what they did to you all night, and you're putting a party in your head, you're thinking more and more things, and now tomorrow you see them again, and before you know it, it's in your heart. But it started in your mind, so the minute that thought, we have to pull it down. We have to pull, out the, pull down the imaginations and the thoughts that are going to cause us to be offended in our heart. We have to get rid of that stuff, because that's why we become bitter. That's why you see people in the church that are angry. They're sour. They're not happy. Because it doesn't matter if you're in the church or you're not in the church or wherever you are. It could, you could be offenses with your family. There's, fa- there's families that are completely divided. Christmas is the worst place to be with these people. Because there's offenses from childhood. Oh, when uncle comes into town, man, everybody's offended with the uncle and what he did to that person. And, and, and it's just a mess. And it's a breeding ground for disaster because Satan has a stronghold. And as long as he has everyone offended, everyone's divided. And then it's brother against brother, sister against mother, and it's just a mess. So whether it's our family, it's our church members, it's our, our partners at work, we have to be able to know what the word says about these things so that we can pull them down. Because like I said, it's not if you're gonna get offended, it's when you get offended. What are you gonna do with it? I'm telling you right now from here, people are gonna offend you. But we have to know the tools of the word of God and not allow it to breed inside of us. Not allow ourselves to stay trapped in these things. The <laughs> Vine definition is a hindrance, a stumbling block. Listen to that, a stumbling block. Offense is literally a stumbling block. It's gonna cause you to stumble in your walk. So it's easier for us to say I refuse to be offended than to hold on to that. I'll tell you what offend means in the Webster. It means to displease, to make angry. It expresses rather than make angry, Without any modifying word, we are offended by rudeness, harsh language, disobedience. It's so, it's, it's, it's so crazy that offense could cause you to be disobedient to your mother, to your father, to your pastors, to, to come up with, a, with an attitude of, I don't care about nobody. Nobody could tell me what to do. You don't pay my bills. You don't get in my business. We, it, it's just sloppy. When you hear people say like things like that, it's because they're offended. Those kind of things are said when you're offended. Someone offended you. So now you build a wall that no one could tell you what to do. No one could, no one's gonna control me because I'm offended. And I like being offended and I'm gonna stay offended. And I'm going to be like, like, like a strong, you can't win me. It's going to be like, like barriers, it says, bars in a castle. You can't get through this. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon your life, he begins to break those things. And that's when you go through tests again. And you could, end up, you could be free and end up in that same place. That's why people get free, get filled with the Holy Spirit, come to church, get offended at church, and now they hate the church. Because the same test you got in the world, you got in the church, but here you were open. You you weren't expecting it. So now it hurts a little more, because I trusted again. And I trusted the godly woman, the godly man, and I trusted them, and they hurt me. So now I'm offended, and now I'm really not letting anybody in. But the Bible says to trust no man. But it also says That you can't love without trust. So what does that mean? That it's not that I trust you, it's that I trust God. And because I trust God, he allows me to trust you. It gives me the power to trust you. It doesn't matter if you hurt me seven times. It doesn't matter how many times you hurt me. Because it's not you I trust, it's God I trust. And I know that I'm gonna forgive you each and every time. Because we're human. I mean, I could probably raise my hand. There's going to be something I say that might offend you one day. It's your choice if you leave the church and never talk to me again. But if you stay and we talk about it, we build a stronger relationship. We become better people. And then what? We love each other more. That's where the trust loves. Love is trust. Because when when you get offended with me, you come and we talk about it. And then you realize that what you thought wasn't even what, was, what it was. Many times we're offended with people because they didn't say hello to us. You don't know what that person went through today. They might have been like rattling in their brain when they came out of work and they, they didn't even notice you. And now you're offended. It's a trap. It's the trap of Satan. So many things are gonna offend us but we can't be easily offended. We got to learn to determine, like Proverbs 4.23 says, Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. I love that verse. It says, Guard your heart with all diligence. It doesn't mean to not trust people. That's not what that's saying. Guard your heart is your responsibility. That's your responsibility. It's a responsibility of you staying connected with the spirit of God. It's our responsibility to be able to put on our full armor when we wake up in the morning, before we go out. Because we don't know what we're gonna experience. And we gotta be prepared always for battle. We gotta be prepared. Because there's an enemy that wants to destroy us. There's an enemy that wants to steal our purpose. And we don't walk in fear, we walk in power. And because we walk in power, we overcome offenses. Because it's not me that can do this, it's the spirit of God in me. My flesh wants to get offended all the time. But this is not who I am. The Bible says when you got saved, you died. And if you're still offended, then that means you're still alive. If you still get easily offended. I mean, I got people, I don't even know why they're offended with me. They just don't talk to me. And I may never know. And it it may not even be a good reason. But you imagine living your whole life being offended with people when if you spoke about it, we would have been closer. We have to be quick. That bothered me. When you said that, it bothered me. It hurt me. And I know you probably didn't mean it in a bad way, but the way you said it, it just hurt my feelings. And maybe I'm being a little emotional, but I just wanted to tell you. And maybe it was just one of those days that you were more emotional. And then the person says, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it like that." I, or maybe I maybe I said it and that was stupid. Forgive me. I should have spoke to you that way. But if we close ourselves up, and this is why relationships are destroyed daily, marriages relationships with our parents, relationships with our children, they get destroyed. Because we we choose not to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it because of pride. You know what you did. Don't act like you don't know what you did. (laughs) I don't know what I did. I don't know how I hurt you. I have these conversations with my husband all the time. How do you not know that? Well, I don't know. (laughs) I'm like, really? You don't know that you were supposed to do that? You've been with me 20 years, you still don't know my shoe size? (laughs) And it's like, no, I don't, sorry. There's times where it's like, you got offended now for a whole week, I didn't talk to him. And it's like, you should've known that. Who, who created that rule? That you're supposed to read my mind and know what I'm thinking. Wives are, I hate to say it, wives are good at that. You should've, you should've known. So you gotta make rules from the beginning of relationship. You know what? I might forget your anniversary one day. I might forget your birthday. I know that's bad, but I might. But please, don't be offended with me. Because we 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 forgot our anniversary for the first three years. I remember, I called. I, my husband was working nights, and I I called him at work. I, I'm laying in the bed. He was working nights at the time, and it was about one o'clock in the morning. I'm laying in bed, and I look at the when I look at the time at the clock. It says it's the 23rd May 23rd, and I'm like, <gasps> I start crying, and I'm like. <laughs> The cake, it's in the freezer. You know, you got to save your cake for a whole year because you're going to eat it on your anniversary in a year. And it's the 23rd. Our anniversary is on the 22nd. I call him up. I'm like, I can't believe you. You forgot our anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, and so did you. (laughs) And for the past, three years after that we celebrated our anniversary on the 23rd because we forgot for the next three years and for some reason on the 23rd we always remember that our anniversary was yesterday the good thing is we both forgot so we were safe (laughs) but uh, what I'm trying to say is what what a little thing and now I'm here crying, I'm all emotional. I'm like, now nah, the cake, and we didn't eat our cake. That cake was so nasty anyway. <laughs> we didn't we didn't even want the cake. When we cut it, it was nasty. It was freezer burned. <laughs> I don't know who invented that. But um but what I'm trying to tell you is it's stupid things. And there's people who would get so hurt. Oh my gosh, how could you? We have to learn early on. There's a good chance that we might forget some stuff about each other, because you're human. There's a good chance that I may say something one day that I should have been said. And please, feel free to tell me, you know, because we're in a relationship, and that's what love is. Love doesn't keep the wrongs. It says love doesn't keep wrongs. So that's what we do. We harbor them. And it's like you got three chances, and then you're done. Who made that rule? You could only hurt me three times, and then we're over. Well, let's not get married then, because chances are we're going to hurt each other more than three times in a lifetime relationship because we're human. So we have to learn to guard our heart from offenses. It's our responsibility to say, I'm going to guard my heart. I'm not going to allow myself to be offended with you. I don't know what you're going through at all times, at all moments of your life. And maybe you don't want me to know. Maybe you're going through something that you don't want to share. But you're praying and you're you're working it out with the Lord. And and you have to be careful, you know, not to allow yourself to to stray off too much. Be able to share with someone what you're going through. Pray and then find that person you could trust. Philippians 1, 9 and 10, it says, and this I pray, that your love may abound, still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. So if Paul is saying this it's because it's possible And it takes what? Knowledge, discernment, to discern, wait, this is trying to offend me right now. That's a spirit, and I'm not gonna let that. Jesus himself told Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. He caught it. You gotta be able to catch it. Say, I'm not gonna get offended. I'm gonna discern that this is not my best friend. This is Satan himself trying to divide us and try to cause division between us because he knows that we're good when we're together. He knows that we're a power team when we study together. So if he could offend us, we can remove each other and now I'm alone, he's alone, she's alone, and then what happens? We're both the beta Satan because she sees things you can't see and you see things in that person that they can't see. So you keep them accountable. You speak into their lives. So if he could separate you, what happens? You're on your own now. So that's why marriage is such a powerful thing. But we we offend each other and we don't heal. And then we continue to do that and before you know it, it's like a clogged pipe with a lot of hair in it, the water ain't going down, and it's causing the bathtub to get real dirty. And that's the same thing with the Spirit of the Lord. When you're so offended, you can't receive from God. You can't receive from people. God usually speaks through us, through his word and through people. And when people get offended, the first thing they always tell me is, I haven't been able to read my Bible this week." Oh, so you got hurt and you don't read your Bible. So now the word of God is not coming inside of you. So you're getting more and more clogged. And before you know it, it's becoming what? Hatred. It becomes hatred. Because until you get someone to speak into that, it's not going to unclog. I mean, I got to a place where I hated my husband. I stayed with him because I had to until I got that release from God. Thank God for the fear of the Lord, huh? But then I I allowed finally for someone to speak into our life because I didn't want no one to know my business. And that's pride. You don't want everyone to know that you're not perfect, that you got issues. How? How could you be have issues if you you know, you lead others? So little by little, Satan was doing more and more work and destroying our life. And what good is it to help others if I'm so clogged? But then when people began to speak into my life, it began to make me see differently. It began to give me hope. And then hope heals. And that's why we can't lose hope. Because once we lose hope, from offenses, we don't hope in people no more. We don't, we don't trust people. We don't think there's good in the world no more. Every man is a garbage. We start talking things like that. I'm never going to be happy. Marriage is a joke. It's just a piece of paper. Because we're offended, and we're bitter, and we're resentful. And now we don't want no one else to get married either. So we tell other people not to get married, because they're just going to be miserable but it's because you're miserable and you're offended but once you start speaking hope and you start God can heal anything I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world devil you are a liar at what God started a good work in me he's gonna finish it he's gonna heal this he's gonna restore redeem what has been broken and you begin to speak life And things begin to unclog. So there's six types of offense. There's taking offense. There's giving offense. There's offended by the truth. The Bible says that the word of God offends, because the truth offends our flesh. If our flesh ain't living right, what happens? It gets offended when the truth, because the truth is what kills the lie. So if you've been believing this lie about yourself forever, when I tell you you're beautiful, you don't want to believe you're beautiful. So it's like, oh, you're playing with me, right? (laughs) Because the lie's been so put inside of you. So the, the truth offends. We're offended at God. We're offended at the Holy Spirit. Why'd you let me do this? I hear people say that all the time. I'm so mad at God. Why would he let me keep doing this? I don't want to do this no more. And I keep doing it. Why can't he just take it away from me? This is because you have to yield. You're offended with God, but do you really want to get rid of that? Because you're holding on to that. God wants to clean you. God wants to restore you. But you have to be obedient. There's a process. He doesn't just take things away from us. He teaches us. And many of us are offended with ourselves. Offending yourself is a type of offense. Many of us, our biggest offender is ourselves. There's not going to be any offense in heaven. That's a fleshly thing. It's a worldly thing. And that's why the Bible says that Paul says we have to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. I'm telling you, it's, I, I say this all the time. For some of us, we can't even control ourselves from eating a donut. I mean, it's impossible that I'm not going to eat the donut. Because once I thought of the donut, I saw the donut, I ate the donut. No control. So that's why the Bible says that we have to fast. We have to pray. Because the more you pray and the more you fast, the more you begin to to kill the flesh. That the flesh doesn't control you. You control the flesh. Your spirit man is more strong than the flesh. I always talk about, I was just talking to Pastor Tyler about this, this just, just this, we see this in the kids, and we see this in a lot of adults. They just can't sit still. During service, you see them go pee five times. They're thirsty five times. That's a spirit. Sit down. Listen to the word of God. Who has to drink that many cups of water during a 30-minute sermon? You have to have self control. And you need to tell your body, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to listen because that word is for me. And because you never hear the word, you never can be strong in the Lord. I can't go to church on Wednesday. I got this to do. Sunday, oh, yeah, next Sunday, because this Sunday we're going to take the kids to, to, you know, Chuck E. Cheese. No, no discipline with the word of God, no discipline with the life you have, you have said yes to. And it causes us to be, you're offending yourself, you're offending your spirit, and you're causing your spirit to be weak. Because until we sit under the word of God, and until the word of God washes our mind, we're not gonna become better people. The Bible says we're saved. You get filled with the Holy Spirit. You have an encounter with God. And then you begin to renew your mind. So that knowledge begins to fill you. But many of us, we have to be in the presence of the Lord. Matthew 13, 41 says, when Christ sends the reaper angels, they will gather up all offense. So there's going to be a day that we're not going to have to worry about this no more. But the day is not today. So as of today, you have to make a decision that I'm not going to allow myself to be offended with you. And I don't know about, this is how I do I talk to myself sometimes. I'm like, mm not today, Satan. I, I probably have about five times today that I could have been offended. And I made a choice. And I don't always pass this every day. I'm not going to lie. You know but today I did good I said no nope, I'm not gonna get mad at that I have I'm having a wonderful day I'm leaving I'm going here okay I'm gonna go through the dishes <laughs> and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna think about it because you see if you think about it if you dwell on it and you begin to recite it no put on some worship music all of a sudden I'll make me a house of prayer with Eddie James I'm dancing doing the dishes I forgot about it it's over But if you dwell on it, and then it's like, wait, let me go back, let me say something. You gotta pull it down. I'm telling you, there's times it's like, I gotta say something. I can't let this go. Gotta say something. Come on. (laughs) And you hear the Spirit of the Lord, and you're like, shut up, Erica. And there's times I'm like, completely, I didn't do it. And there's times I'm like, just say one thing. You know, and then I let, but that moment I regret it. I'm like, Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry I said that. I should have said that you have to be quick, quick. Don't allow pride to keep you offended because that's what will keep you offended. Be quick to say, sorry, sorry. Even when you mess up, sorry, I should have said that. <laughs> I mean, a lot of times you say sorry to people and they're like, why are you sorry? because you know that you should have even said that. Maybe it didn't offend them. Maybe they're not quick to get offended. Maybe they're good at this. But I've, there's many times when I was starting this walk and learning this that I would say sorry to everybody for everything. And they're always like, what are you sorry for? It's not a big deal. Because God was working in me. It was for me. He was teaching me, you should have even said that. You didn't have to say that. That wasn't necessary. But you had to be right. So you said it. So then I said, sorry, because I'm working with this Holy Spirit thing now. So the other person don't even know what's going on. But before you know it, you become strong. You can't allow. Remember that Matthew 24, 12 says, the love of the body grows cold because of offense and other iniquities. It's lawlessness. It's offense. So the love of the body grows cold, and that's why we become, we don't care. That's why you could hurt me, and it doesn't matter. You can't make me cry no more. But that's not a good thing. That means your heart is hardened. And the Bible says that, that he comes, Jesus comes to soften our heart. He takes the heart of stone, and he softens it. So you weren't created to have a hard heart. You weren't created to not have any feelings or emotions, and nothing bothers you. He says not to care, not to worry. But he doesn't say not to have emotions and not to have feelings. It's just how you process your feelings, how you process your emotions. And you allow the Holy Spirit so remember love is a spiritual warfare and we cannot love with offense in our hearts and that's why we say no one loves us but yet everybody's trying to love us and we just can't accept love because we're hurt in our in our, 12, in our workshop that we're going to they're, they're teaching us it's a powerful thing because they're teaching us about People who have hurt you throughout your life. And it talks about going back and realizing how many people tried to love you and you didn't let them. And usually during those seasons, you said things like, nobody loves me. Nobody cares. I don't even know why I'm alive. Nobody cares about me. Nobody likes me. But everyone is trying to help you. Everyone is trying to love you. I mean, even the dog is sitting there trying to, and you're like, get away. Because you're bitter and you're offended. So it's not that nobody loves you. And when we do this this thing and we we start writing things down, it's amazing. When you look back at these times in your life when you were hurt, how many people came in your life and they actually were trying to love you. But you didn't let them because we don't want to be loved when we're offended. So that's why it's a spiritual warfare. It's a warfare in our spirit, man, that our spirit is trying to, because what? Love overcomes sin. Love overcomes. The Bible says that love heals a multitude of sins. So the sins you've committed and the sins that have been committed to you, love heals them. And God is love. It doesn't say God acts in love. It says God is love. So God is the ultimate person, first of all, that we have to allow to love us. And I believe in this generation, there's such an orphan spirit. Fathers have left their children. Mothers have left their children. So there's children who are wanderers. What is an orphan? A wanderer. And eventually they don't know how to receive love. And then here we come in the church preaching the gospel and saying, the father wants to embrace you and love you. And yet you have an orphan spirit. You don't want to be loved. So that's why the spirit of God has to come and break through and heal our hearts. And that's when we go through, the, through brokenness and we cry and we weep. And we don't understand why we cry about everything because he's healing us. He's softening our heart again. And little by little, he pours his love into you. He holds on to you, he embraces you. And then you, you begin to receive love again. And then you begin to heal and, and allow others to love you. And God begins to heal relationships because now you're able to love someone else. But you couldn't even love someone else because you didn't accept any love. So this is such a powerful thing, offense. We cannot pray or worship properly with offense in our hearts. The Bible says before you come and ask for forgiveness, go and forgive your brother. Because how how can you? You got to make these things right. And some of us just don't want to. It's not even that we want God to to bless us. We want God to fix our life. We want God to to give us all the blessings and all the goodness of his mercy and all those promises that are in the word of God and that abundant life and a hundredfold the blessings for everything I sow. And we want all that stuff. But we don't want to do the work in allowing God to heal us so that we can live an abundant life. And then we're not waiting for a miracle. We're living under the blessing. There's a difference. There's a difference than needing a miracle every month to pay your rent and actually living in the blessing that you ain't worried about your rent. There's a big difference, and there's a season for both. There's a season for both. But if you're constantly waiting on a miracle to make you happy, then there's a problem. Because miracles, many people get healed from cancer, get healed from stuff, and they go right back to their sin. Why? Because their heart hasn't been healed. The tumor got healed. The diabetes got healed. The Bible says there was 10 lepers. And God healed them. And they left. And only one came back and said, thank you, Jesus, for healing me. So as he fell to his knees and he, gave, he was so gracious, he said, thank you. And it says, at that moment, Jesus made him whole. That's a powerful scripture. So what does that mean? The other ones weren't made whole. The other ones were healed from leprosy. But he was made whole. What is whole? It means his soul, his heart, his mind. He was healed. So there's a difference. We have to say, I want to be healed. Because if not, you're gonna constantly be someone that gets offended. I call it anemic Christianity. (laughs) Anyone knows what anemia is? It's a lack of blood flow. Or it could be blood that is not good. But what happens to anemic people? They're weak, they bruise easy, they're always tired. It's anemic Christianity. It's lack of blood flow. It's lack of blood flow of Jesus Christ because you're clogged. And because you're clogged, you bruise easy. Someone didn't like your hair and you're hurt. I remember my mom, my mom could tell me, she, you look fat today, and I was offended for the three months. And it's just my mom. She wasn't trying to be mean. That's just the way she is. But because it was me, I could blame her, but it wasn't her, it's me. Because I allowed offense to come from that statement. She's gonna say it again in a couple of months. But it's not her. We gotta stop blaming the offenders and learn that offense is gonna come. People are gonna say things to you. It doesn't mean they're mean. I'm her daughter, she just wants to be honest with me, and that's her way of being honest. Whether I like it or not, I got to learn to not get offended. Because now I'm mad at my mother for three months because she said I was fat. (laughs) So now I make a joke out of it. I was like, look at you. (laughs) And we laugh because we have to learn to get to a place in our walk where either, you know, and, and before I, you know, it's not to offend, but we learn to joke now. Everyone jokes. And we don't offend each other. You have to go deeper than the offense. You have to, because I'm telling you, offense causes resentment, unforgiveness, bitterness, which will make your entire life a prison. You have to get this, because Jesus is clearly speaking about this. Proverbs 17.9 says, love covers offenses. Cover means to close, to conceal, to hide, to keep a secret. That's what love does. Some of you guys are looking for all that. We're looking for someone we could trust, for someone that could keep our secrets, someone where we can hide and say whatever. And man, I've been through some stuff in my life, and the people I've loved the most have hurt me. And I'm sure I've hurt some people. Because as much as we think we're always doing what is right, many times we are the offender. And that's why we got to allow the Lord to show us. Yeah, I'm so hurt and I'm so, so offended about this, but, but who did I offend? So Lord, help me to be able to say sorry. To be able to say, if I hurt you in any way, please forgive me. And whether they forgive you or not, that's not your problem. Cause some people might say, I can't, I can't let this go. And I choose to hold on to this for a while, but that's not your problem. Your problem is I'm letting it go. I love you and I'm not going to deal with this no more. I'm not going to lose sleep over this no more. And as people in our life, I can't tell you how many times I've had to make this decision. And is it easy? No. But you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Because you cannot move on in your ministry. You cannot move on in your family. You cannot build if you're offended. And everything you do, it's going to be like you're in the same place. Good luck. It looks like you're growing, but you're not. But when you choose to say, I'm not going to be offended, I'm going to love you, I'm going to honor you, I'm going to be there no matter what, even if you hate my guts, I'm going to love you anyway. Because this is a command of the Lord. The Lord told me I have to forgive. The Lord told me that if I want to be forgiven, I have to forgive. If I want to be free from bitterness, if I want to live a happy and joyful and peaceful life, I have to do this. So this is important. I mean, you can't take this lightly. You gotta be able to say, I'm not gonna be offended. And I'm telling you, many, the Bible says the majority, Jesus said it, will choose to be offended. So don't try to heal people. It's a waste of time. Because the Bible clearly says that a majority of people will choose to be offended. And they will become bitter, and they will become haters, and they will become angry. But you can do this for you. And then when people look at you and they wonder why you have so many problems, but yet you're still joyful. You're going through so many things in your life right now, but you still can smile. You still love everyone. If I was going through what you're going through, I would. People say these things. I wouldn't be able to even talk to anyone. What happened to you? How could you how could you want to forgive that person? I remember the third day after what happened to my son, I said I said to a pastor, I said I want to go to the jail cell and I want to meet this person one-on-one. I, I want to say I want to lead them to Christ. And everybody thought I was absolutely nuts. But I knew that if I didn't forgive at that moment, in that moment, if I let this stir up for the next six months, for the next year, it was gonna cause my spirit to die. And I was gonna, I was gonna be dead. And I wasn't gonna have the power to help my children to, to continue to build the church. I was gonna be bitter, angry, and upset, not only with the person, but with God. So I had to make a choice that very moment I'm going to continue the work of the ministry. I'm not going to stop. And I'm going to forgive. And I started saying things like this to myself. I wonder what happened to him. I wonder what made him do this. I wonder what he went through as a child as I wept. Because I started trying to get a picture of what causes people to be evil. What happened to them? Maybe they never got healed. Maybe they never met Jesus. And it sounds crazy, but it allowed me to heal. Because it allowed me to have compassion instead of hate. And it changed my view on things. And everyone who came to try to make me angry, I shut it down. You, I had to make that decision, why? Because it would have destroyed me. It would have destroyed my life. And that's exactly what Satan wanted. And he wasn't going to win. And that's why we're here. And that's why we're opening outpour Poor Project. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. And people are getting saved. Jail ministries, people are getting changed. We are constantly ministering to people, whether this church is full, but people in the streets are constantly getting healed because of this ministry, because we chose not to get offended. Many of you in this room, most of you in this room are, are the people who stayed the course and chose not to get offended. When everyone else told you to get offended, you chose not to. And now we're going to higher heights. We're doing greater things. We're getting new experiences with God because God can work in us. First Peter, I'm about to close, 4.8 says, above all things have intense love For love covers a multitude of sins. It forgives offenses. 1 Corinthians 13, 5. Love is touchy, fretful, and resentful. People are, but love isn't. We have to remember that love, when when you're not sure what love is, go back and read Corinthians 13. Because love is not a feeling, it's an action. And it's so easy for us to get caught up in our touchy little fretful and and resentful feelings. And we we love one minute, we don't love another minute. Oh, I love you to death, and then you did one wrong thing to me, and now I hate you. I don't know about you, but man, one of my first things I studied, and I'm telling you, it brings tears to my eyes. Because I don't understand how someone could say they love me and then stop loving me. because because we disagreed, or because it it hurts. Because I really truly believe that the word of God says that love is forever. When we say, I say I love things to people a lot, and I haven't perfected this, but I'm telling you, one of the greatest things I love about the Bible is love. My love walk is, I'm telling you, I challenge myself on it daily that I gotta love people. Even those that hurt me. Even those that aren't good to me. Even those that hurt others. Because sometimes the easiest part is when someone hurts someone you love. It's easier. I remember when I was going through something and and my son looked at me and he, he looked at me really quick and he said, I want you to look at Nichelle, guard her heart. And I looked at Nichelle and I see tears in her eyes as we were going through some stuff. And he said, she loves you so much and she's gonna get hurt. And I went right away, I don't know if you remember, I embraced her and I said, it's gonna be okay. Because sometimes we get offended, it's not even our offense, but because we love each other. So now we could be offended with other people. So we gotta be quick too to stop that and say, no, you're not gonna be offended either. We're gonna let this go, because together we're gonna keep running. And there's moments in your life where you gotta choose to cover each other. Don't be like, oh yeah, you should be mad. That was wrong. That was so wrong what they did to you. That's not what you do. Love covers. Love covers. And that means what you say is it's okay. We're gonna get through this. Because God is good and love covers. It conceals, it hides. We'll keep this secret together, but we're going to get through it. Don't even leave a crack in the door for an offense. Let it go. First Peter, above all things, have intense love, for love covers a multitude of sins. First Corinthians 3.3, Paul told the believers they were acting like mere unchanged men because they had strife with each other. He's telling the believers that you guys are acting like unchanged men. How many times in the church we see that? Us as brothers loving each other, we're, we're, we're acting like we're unchanged men. And that's why many times the world doesn't want to look like us. Because the church looks worse than the world. Why should we do that? But keep on. We're going to close with this champions refuse to be offended. Don't get offended. The Bible says champions refuse to be offended. 1 Samuel 17:28 David turned away from offense. I mean David could have been offended with his father. Here the prophet comes and says show me all your sons. He lined them up, the sons he says, "There's one, there's two, there's all my sons." And he asked him, this ain't them. This ain't the same them, the same one, "Where's Do you have any more sons?" He said, "Yeah, I got one. He's out in the field. He's my youngest one." David could have chose that very moment to be offended with his father, for not even showing him, but he didn't. And that's why David became a king. Because if that very moment David would've become offended, David would've forfeited his purpose in life. There's no way God would've been able to use David. He would've been offended with his brothers. He would've been offended with everyone. Another quick story, Joseph. The Bible says that at the end of everything, we know the story of Joseph and everything the brothers did to him and they pretended he was dead and everything. And it says, when the brothers came, and the minute he saw his brothers come, they're in a famine, they have no food, and Joseph is here now with all the supply. And when they came, and they, it says that when Joseph looked at them, they didn't recognize Joseph. It's been years. But Joseph knew who they were. And the Bible says that Joseph ran off and wept. He wept at that very moment. And that was that offense was trying to grab onto his heart. He could kill them all right now. Or he could let them starve to death. But he wept. And it says after he wept, he came back. And he gave his brothers food. And he refused to take their money. He sent them back with food and their money. He didn't even make them pay. And at that moment, Joseph became a hero, but he was always a hero. And that's why God was able to use him. So what I'm trying to tell you is that if you get offended, you're not going to grow. I don't care how great your tree looks. It may stay planted forever, but it will never bear fruit. There's trees that don't bear fruit. They're green and they're cute, but a tree that bears fruit is what God is looking for. And the only way for you to bear fruit is for you to have a good intake of sun, of water, and you have to flow so you could be healthy. And if you're offended, you're not gonna grow. So today, you ask yourself, before you leave here today, you ask yourself if you're watching this online, What are you holding on to? And you ask the Lord to reveal it to you. Because many of us can walk around and say, I don't get offended. I never get offended. I don't care about nothing. Oh, you are offended. Because when we talk like that, it's because we're prideful. And the truth is, you are going to get offended all the time. But it's what you do with that offense that matters. We pull it down. So, Father, we thank you, God. We thank you because we can do all things through you. Holy Spirit, you are the power. You are the strength. And in you we have life, life that overflows. So whatever it is, whatever that is still inside of us that we're holding on to, those people that hurt us, those people that left us, those people that said things to us. Lord, remove it from our hearts. Allow us to live a life of freedom. And we don't have to pretend that we don't care because we do care. But allow us to lay our cares at your feet. We don't have to hold on to these cares. We could lay them at your feet. Because your yoke is, is easy to carry. It is light. So, Father, free us today, Holy Spirit. I pray that the Spirit of the living God will come upon us. And that as of today, me and my house will serve the Lord. Me and my house would not be divided. Me and our churches and our community will not be divided. Me and the people in our churches will not be divided. We will be friends. We will love each other. We will help each other. We will minister to the lost. We will accept the brokenhearted. We will love the ones that are bitter. And need the love so badly, instead of us being offended with them, we will love them so that they can heal. So, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. It brings life to us. It heals our bones. It heals our mind. And it restores our life. So let your will be done today. In Jesus' name, amen.